You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Tuesday, August the 10th of 2021. I am the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan and your host for the show, Lucas Smith. Thanks for tuning in today and every day that you tune in. Today's title sponsor is Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Be sure to visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. Tell them tell you a little bit more about them a little bit later on in the show. After an off day for the Cardinals yesterday, really an off day for most of baseball. I think just four or five games scheduled, and Cubs game actually got rained out. Uh, so not a lot of baseball to talk about from yesterday, including the Cardinals having an off day. But the Cardinals back in action tonight in Pittsburgh as J.A. Happ gets the ball against his former club, uh, as and Stephen Brault will oppose him on the mound. couple of lefties going for the two respective teams tonight as uh, J.A. Happ will look to build off of his off of his solid St. Louis debut when he went five innings and two earned runs. So on the show today, we are previewing this St. Louis-Pittsburgh series. And while it might seem like one that the St. Louis Cardinals should win, they lost the series against the Braves. They won the series against the Kansas City Royals. So that tells you that a 500 team might lose this series. But then again, a lot is yet to be seen, and we shall see how it goes. Cardinals uh, tend to fare well against the Pittsburgh Pirates, especially this season. And again, I'll get into that in just a moment, so be sure to uh, stay tuned for that. Also, be sure to follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. And be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel as the first YouTube episode is going to be dropped on Friday morning. And... Uh, it's going to be super fun. So subscribe to the YouTube channel, Locked on Cardinals. I'm looking to get a preview video out there shortly, so there is content on the page. Uh, but until then, head over to the link tree that is in any both Twitter and Instagram bio and even my um, LJ Fastball Twitter bio as well to subscribe there and uh, look forward to get uh, that up and running. But let's talk about some baseball the St. Louis Cardinals. Like I mentioned, interplay 55 and 56 as they play against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Cardinals have fared well, like I mentioned, 6-3 and three against Pittsburgh this year. However, uh, the most recent memory of the, St. Louis, of the Pittsburgh Pirates probably bring uh, bad memories for the St. Louis Cardinals and Cardinal Nation. That was in the midst of a really rough stretch of baseball in which the Cardinals lost 3 out of 4 to the Braves, uh, got swept in a two-game series by the Tigers, and then lost 3 out of 4 to the Pirates. So just a real rough stretch of baseball. Uh, so the Cardinals did lose 3 out of 4 uh, in that series, losing 8-2, to 4-5, Seven to two in Game Four, and then split that with a three to one win in Game Three, and that was back on the second or no, the last weekend in the month of June, twenty fourth through the twenty seventh. So overall six and three, but one in their last four. So take it with a grain of salt. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll go and talk about JA Happ first. Is like I mentioned, this is against his former club, played for uh, Pittsburgh back in two thousand and fifteen. 11 starts for the Pittsburgh Pirates, going uh, 7-2 and two with a 1.85 ERA as part of the Buckos. Also played for Seattle in 2015. So didn't spend a whole lot of time in, in Pittsburgh, but did spend, like I mentioned, 11 starts back in 2015. Had some pretty solid numbers, so he will look to go back there and have some success. 
in 11 overall starts at PNC Park. Uh, he is 3-5 and five with a 2.97 ERA, 63 and two-thirds of an inning with a whip of 1.24. And uh, so, so pretty solid numbers when you look at it for J.A. Happ in those 11 starts at PNC Park. Um so hopefully he can excuse me. Hopefully he can continue that success in PNC Park against these Pittsburgh Pirates, a Pirates team that is no question about it struggling. But I'll get to that in just a moment. Key for J.A. Happ: build off of the success he had in start number one. Is he going to, you know, go seven, eight innings strong? Probably not. He's probably looking to go. Pro- probably the Cardinals should look to him to go five. Maybe six innings, and again, maybe even that five innings is something that that might have been more of a fluke because he has had a really, really slow, struggling year. But hopefully, maybe just because he's playing the Pittsburgh Pirates, who are a weaker team this season, that bodes well. Pittsburgh Pirates are 22 and a half games out of the nearest playoff spot, 25 games out of first place, 41 and 71 on the season with a run differential of negative 175. That is second worst in the National League. Arizona at negative 178. They are 23 and 30 at home, 18 and 41 on the road, 24 and 41 against teams with an above 500 record. And the kicker, they have lost five straight. Every single one of the National League Central teams are on a uh, lost their most recent game. Reds and Cardinals are on a one-game losing quote-unquote streak, while the Brewers are on a two-game losing streak, Cubs on a four-game losing streak, and the Pirates on a five-game losing streak. So nobody really strong right now in the National League Central Division. Let's take a look at the card. At the excuse me, at the Pirate starter for Game One, who will be opposing Mr. Hap. On the bump, and that is Stephen Brault. Just made one appearance this season. It was a start as he went four innings against the Milwaukee Brewers back on August 4th. Uh, went three hits, one earned run, walked one, and struck out two. Stephen Brault, when when you think about him, you might think, hmm, maybe did he make a major league debut against St. Louis? You'd be correct. He made his debut back in 2016 against the Redbirds at PNC Park in another game that he went four innings, four hits, five strikeouts, two walks, and an earned run for Mr. Brault against the St. Louis Cardinals. And overall against the St. Louis Cardinals in his career, 12 games, six of those being starts, one and two with a 4.95 ERA, 43 and two-thirds of an inning, a whip of 1.328. Uh, so again, not something that I tend to put too much stock in when you're looking at a player's numbers against a certain team just because teams change so often throughout the year. But at PNC Park in his career, 46 games, 22 starts, an area of 4.44, 158 innings pitched, far, far and away where he's pitched the most. The next closest, 44 in the third innings coming at Miller Park, uh, but a whip of 1.43 at PNC Park. Again, in those 158 innings, not terrible numbers, uh, but again, he's uh, just got the one start underneath his belt this season. So maybe the Cardinals can just get in, get get him a little bit early in the contest and get him out of there. When you're looking at what he throws, he's got a fastball slider, changeup, sinker, curveball mix on the season. Um, in his one start this season, he threw a fastball 40, 31 times, slider 21 times, changeup 14 times, sinker 8 times, curveball one time. So we're going to go ahead and take a look at 2020. When you're looking at his percentages through his fastball, there, 38% of the time, slider 20, or I'm sorry, changeup 24%, slider 22%. 
When you're looking at what might get hit, the slider got hit the best last season. 245 batting average, uh, slugging per- expected slugging percentage of 513. Curveball got whacked <laughs> for a uh, uh, double, and it's and it, the one time he threw that, the one time he got hit last year. So look for the slider to get hit. Uh, but but again, the the stat cast things only really start showing you anything when you have a large sample size, and we just haven't seen that in recent years for Stephen Brault. Because we, even when you look at his numbers last season in a COVID shortened season in 2020, just 11 games, 10 of those being starts, 3.38 ERA, 42 and two thirds of an innings pitched, opponents hitting 195 against him. So pretty solid year overall, 1-3 record, gave up 17 runs, 16 of those earned, um, gave up just two home runs in those 11 starts. So Stephen Brault keeps the ball in the ballpark, at least he did last year. The year before that, he gave up 15 home runs in 113 innings. The year before that, just 10 home runs in 91 and two-thirds of an inning. So unless the Cardinals can get to him early, I don't see the Cardinals having too much long ball success against Stephen Brault um, in, in, to, in tonight's game between uh, J.A. Happ and Stephen Brault. And also, when you look at the Cardinals individually against Mr. Brault, you have some pretty, pretty uh, sur- not, not surprising, pretty bad numbers. As Harrison Bader is just one for seven, Carpenter's one for eight, Paul DeYoung sitting a buck 33 and 15 at bats, uh, Tommy Evans four for nine, so that's solid. Goldschmidt 267 and 15 at bats, Molina. Just 1 for 14, and Tyler O'Neill 0 for 7 against the Pittsburgh lefty. And this is all according to MLB.com preview page. So not very good numbers when you're looking at the Cardinals' current current roster against Stephen Brought, which is, again, why I kind of say you got to take it game by game when you're looking at team uh, stats against an overall team. Stephen Brault might be a tough competitor for the St. Louis Cardinals coming up in Game 1 of this three-game set. First pitch at 6.05 Central. I'll be talking about Game 2. Adam Wainwright looking for his 11th win going up against Will Crow of the Pittsburgh Pirates in Game number 2. Uh, but again, Game 1 is going to be all about can J.A. Happ repeat success and can the Cardinals get to Stephen Brault early. Game 2, more Cardinal baseball talk coming up just around the corner. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for not just Major League Baseball, but we've also got college football, NFL, college basketball coming up, and also your golf and UFC MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKED ON. L O C K E D O N. Once again, promo code LOCKED ON gets you a 50%, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Adam Wainwright gets the ball in game number two on Wednesday against Will Crow. Will Crow coming in with a three and six record, a five four seven ERA, seventy one punchouts on the season. Adam Wainwright having, in what my opinion is the best season among any Cardinal starter, ten and six, a three four eight ERA, one hundred and thirty strikeouts on the season. Just turns in good start after good start. Does the Cardinal right-hander? We all know what we're going to get from Wainwright in terms of pitch mix. 
we're going to get a lot of curveballs. And Adam Wainwright is a guy that I've talked about this a lot. I talked about this even briefly on yesterday's show. I really think that if he were to get a couple of the seasons back, you'd be looking at him at a as a real contender for the National Cooper the the Cooperstown Hall of Fame. I really really do believe that. However, it might just be one of those things of of what if. You know, what what if he did and we will never know the answer to it. Similar to a what if Rick Ankiel never got hurt or never um, got, got the yips, if you will, in, in the playoff series against the Atlanta Braves and was able to continue his dominance that he showed his rookie season. We might never know the answer to it. Nevertheless, I do think that it's a pretty good bet that he is going to pitch well on Tuesday night against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Adam Wainwright coming off a pretty solid start um, in his most recent outing against the Kansas City Royals where he went seven innings, gave up two earned, walked two, struck out six. Again, I talked about this on yesterday's show if you missed it. One of those starts that he was just able to gut through. Gut through a win, and or I'm sorry, gut, gut through that, that last inning. He, he might have not had, had his sharp stuff early, but, or not, not have had his sharp stuff late. I'm getting my timing all mixed up. He had his sharp stuff early, get it through that, that sixth inning, give the Cardinals an extra inning, save the bullpen. But that is now four starts in a row of seven innings pitched, five in a row of six or more, and seven of the last eight of six or more innings pitched for Adam Wainwright. The last time he pitched under seven innings, two starts in a row. You ready for this? Last time he pitched, I'm sorry, under six innings, two starts in a row. All the way back, April 14th and 8th and 14th, he pitched five innings, back-to-back starts. Since then, 7, 9, 5.2, 8.1, 4, 8, 5, 7, 7, 6, 7, 6, 8, 5, 6, 7, 7. Remarkable string of pitching at least six or more innings. And even seven or more innings. He has been absolutely dominant this season. One of those seasons that you just look up and you, you wonder where this team would be without him. And he's going to be phased off against another young right-hander for, or another young pitcher, this time being a right-hander for the Pittsburgh Pirates in Will Crow. 5-4-7 ERA this season, as I mentioned, 3-6 um, on the record, 71 punch-outs in 75 and two-thirds of an inning. Just his second career year, last year in three innings, or three starts rather, eight and a third innings, gave up 11 earned runs, um, five via the long ball in just eight innings. And this season, he's given up 18 home runs in 75 and two-thirds of an inning. That's uh, 2.1 home runs every nine. It's down from his number last year, 5.4. But opposite from Stephen Brault, Will Will Crow is susceptible to the long ball. He is somebody that that has given up the long ball in his career, and maybe that's where the Cardinals can can get to him is by going after the long ball because that is the the, the weakness in in Crow's game is giving up the home run ball. Um, Just, just, again, for, for frame of reference, uh, last season, 2020, Stephen Brock gave up 0.4 homers per nine. Season before that, 2019, 1.2 homers per nine. And again, Will Crow this year, 2.1. And last year, 5.4. Gives up a lot of home runs. Um, 26-year-old out of uh, Kingston, Tennessee. Was drafted in the second round, 2017 draft by the Washington Nationals. And as I like to always do, let's take a look at the game logs and how he's been pitching Recently, to really get a feel of, of how he's going. His one August start came against the Cincinnati Reds. Four innings, eight hits, seven runs. Only three of those earned, but he did give up three long balls, hit a batter, walked two, struck out five. 
He did not give up a home run in his previous start before that, going up against the Philadelphia Phillies, going six strong innings uh, of shutout baseball. Just one hit, did walk four, but struck out four. That was a strong start. Um, but, but before that, he had been giving up home runs in each of his last three starts, and again, three home runs in his most recent start coming against the Cincinnati Reds. A very powerful offense, not trying to say that the Cardinals and Reds have a comparable offense. I think on a, on a good day, they do. However, um, a home run ball is something that that Will Crow, if if he is going to be successful in the start against St. Louis, the Cardinals will not hit any home runs. That's the simplest, most layman terms that I can give it to you. If Will Crow is able to keep the ball in the ball yard and not give up a home run, then he's going to be, that's where he's going to be able to find some success. When you're talking about what is he going to throw to the St. Louis Cardinals and how can the Cardinals game plan against this right-hander. Let's take a look at his baseball savant page to see what the right-hander throws and how he is giving up all of these home runs. He is the 23rd ranked prospect for the Pittsburgh Pirates, so they're hoping they can start to see some upside soon out of this right-hander. But in terms of his of his pitch mix, fastball slider, changeup curveball, even mix in a sinker there, 38% 38% of the time it's going to be a heater. Next closes to 24% on the slider. His heater gets hit a ton, though. When you're looking at his home run breakdown, eight home runs on the fastball, five on the slider, just one of the changeup, and four coming against the sinker. But the one that gets hit the most in terms of batting average is the fastball, 308. He's thrown it 550 times this season. The sinker gets hit at 303. However, he's just thrown that 122 times this season. All pitchers are getting slugged pretty well except for the changeup. That's the lowest slugging percentage at 392. So he gives up his fair share of extra base hits as well, not just the long ball. So again, for Will Crow to be successful or for the Cardinals to be unsuccessful, the ball is going to stay in PNC Park on Wednesday night. If the ball starts leaving the park and you start seeing some home runs, that's when you, you'll you probably see Will Crow um and that's when you'll probably start seeing the Cardinals get some success and knock Will Crow out of this game early. And the, the key for Adam Wainwright is just continue to do what he's been, what he has been doing. Give his team a chance to win night in and night out. That is what he has been doing throughout the entirety of the season. That's what he did, in, in my opinion, all of last season. There have only been a handful of starts this season when Adam Wainwright has not given his team a chance to win. And that, in my opinion, for any starter is remarkable. For any, the, the, the mark of any good starter is, okay, how do you feel about your chances of winning each time he takes them out? You feel pretty good about your chances of winning when Adam Wainwright takes them out. Can he keep his team in the game? Adam Wainwright has done that almost every single start this season. Like I mentioned, outside of a couple of blow-up starts early, he gave up six earned against the Reds in his first start. We move on a little bit later to the San Diego Padres game. He gave up six earned in four innings. He just continues to give up, at most, four runs in a start. The last time he gave up more than four runs in a start was going back to that San Diego game, San Diego game when he gave up six in, a May, in that May 15th start. And since that May 15th start, he's only given up more than three runs one time. So four or more one time since May 15th. That was against the Giants, still able to go six innings and just one run over the quality start mark. It's just remarkable what Adam Wainwright has been able to do night in and night out on a nightly basis this season. And I'm looking forward to 
and I'm expecting another incredible, or at least another quality start from Adam Wainwright. I don't mean necessarily quality based on the stat, because I'm not a huge fan of that stat per se, but I am a huge fan of quality in terms of Adam Wainwright being a quality pitcher, and I expect nothing less than a quality outing from Adam Wainwright on Wednesday, on Tuesday night. Excuse me. Um, and then it, and that, that'll do it for game number two. And the Cardinals do not have an announced announced a starter for Wednesday's afternoon game, but Jack Flaherty has announced a starter, and it's him. So we're going to go ahead and talk about what his return means to this team coming up in segment number three, as well as tell you a little bit about Pittsburgh's announced starter in JT Brubaker coming up here in just a moment. As I mentioned earlier in the show, today's title sponsor is rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of, mis- of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home when you also have access to it on your smart device in your pocket. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are always reliably low for each and every customer, and they have everything you need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck, and be sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com So before I talk about Jack Flaherty and what his return means to this team, let's talk about JT Brubaker. 4-11 on the season, 4-9-5 year, right? 108 punch outs and 107 and a third innings pitched, a 1-2-2 whip. His last seven starts has seen his ERA at 7.32. He's 0-5 in those starts. Um, and Brubaker has pitched against St. Louis a handful of times this year. On April 30th at home, uh, went five innings, gave up three earned runs, gave up one home run, struck out seven. Um, so that was at PNC Park. At Bush Stadium on May 18th, went five and two-thirds, gave up five earned runs, a home run, walked three, struck out three. And then on June 26th, uh, once again at Bush Stadium, six innings, three runs, all of them earned, two bombs, two walks, and three punch-outs. So some mediocre success for JT Brubaker in his career against the St. Louis Cardinals. Again, for him, just the second year that he has been in the major leagues. Last year, he was 1-3 in 11 games, nine of those being starts. Uh, had an ERA of 4.94, so the ERA has dropped slightly, uh, but the FIP has gone up this year, saying that uh, he's pitching and it has matched the ERA. ERA is 4.95, and the FIP is 4.98. So how, the results that he's getting basically is what it's saying is the the results that he's getting aren't unlucky, aren't uh, are, aren't too lucky. They are what they are. He is a 4.95 ERA pitcher, or at least as close to it can be. He keeps the ball in the yard pretty well. 1.9 homers per nine. Uh, he does walk 2.4 per nine and strike out 9.1 per nine. So for JT Brubaker, you're just going to have to kill him, not with kindness, but you're just going to kill him slowly and, and hope that you can run up the pitch count and hope that you can get a lot of runs and hit the ball hard. 
his average exit velocity is 8 point, 88.7, uh, but he's in the bottom 7% of the league when you look at his max exit velocity. Uh, his average is pretty pretty even, but on a bad day, this is the key, on a bad day is when he gives up some hard-hit baseballs. Uh, what, what can we see from JT Brubaker coming out of his hand? 38.4% of the time, you're going to see a slider, and it is a good one. Uh, hitters hitting just 242 against it in 157 at-bats. Expected batting average of just 209. So if his slider is on on Wednesday, look for the Cardinals to struggle. Uh, and for the Cardinals uh, to not hit that slider, if Brubaker's slider is on, it's a good one. However, the guy he might be facing also has a good slider in Jack Flaherty. His return has not been announced as of this recording. He says that he is ready to roll and will be starting in Pittsburgh on Wednesday. And his what he means to this team cannot really be, be said just by looking at the numbers. But let's look at the numbers real quick. 67 strikeouts in 62 innings. 8-1 and and 11 starts with a 290 ERA, a whip of 1.03. ERA plus of 132, and again, the ERA plus um, average is 100, so if you're above 100, you are above average, and that is, that, that's phenomenal for, for Jack Flair to be, to be pitching that well. Um, gives up just 6.4 hits per nine coming into the, uh, on the year in those 11 starts, so, so the numbers are there. And like I've talked about before, this is not like the Cardinals are just getting a name back. Jack Flaherty, yeah, yeah, he's got a name, hasn't been pitching very well. No, they're getting an ace back. They're getting somebody who is pitching like an ace. Anytime you have a 2-9 ERA, an 8-1, 11 starts, ERA plus where it's at, a whip of 1.03, that's pretty remarkable. I mean, for instance, when he was fifth place from Rookie of the Year in 2018, his whip was 1.11. So a whip, uh, you want it as close to one or really below one as you can get it. But again, looking past the numbers, Jack Flirty means so much to this team. It was whenever he got hurt was uh, was when this team really started to take a tailspin in that first week of June in the series against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Jack Florida coming back is going to be a momentum booster for this team, and it's going to hopefully set the tone that the Cardinals are at least going to be playing better baseball from here on out. Jack Flaherty is the is a competitor's competitor. He is remarkable both on and off the field. He is going to give this team a much-needed boost in terms of the starting rotation. No disrespect to anybody in there right now, but I don't think anybody is saying this rotation is 100%. Jack Flaherty coming back helps them get another step towards 100%. And it's a cliche, but I've, and I've been using it a lot this season, but it works. When this team pitches, they win. No question about it. And Jack Flaherty was pitching very, 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 very well before he got hurt. Even in that game against the Los Angeles Dodgers, he was pitching okay before he left due to injury swinging the bat. And again, I do think that that, that might be one of the, the last times we see, or the, this season will be the last time we see Jack Flaherty swinging a bat because I do think the National League, or the DH is coming to the National League. But again, you would have liked to see Jack Flaherty come back sooner and or you would have liked to see the Cardinals tread water a little bit better uh, or succeed a little bit better for Flaherty, for Flaherty to come back for a stretch run uh, rather than to come back just to try and get reps and prepare for 2022. And again, it could happen. You never, never know. You could have the Braves, the Phillies, the Brewers, the Reds, the Dodgers, the Padres, who else? The 
The, the Mets all struggle, and the Cardinals somehow scratch and claw and fight their ways and fight their tails off to get back into a postseason spot. But as we sit, uh, according to this uh, late Monday night, the Cardinals are indeed 10 games back of, or 11 games back, I beg your pardon, of the um, of first place in the National League Central. And the playoffs, according to fan graphs, are under 2% likely for the St. Louis Cardinals. So you, I, I just don't see it really happening. I hope it does. I hope the Cardinals do go on some sort of run. But again, being, I'm sorry, 10 and a half back um, as we sit here this morning, it just it just isn't looking likely. And you, you, you compound that with the Cardinals being eight back of the wild card spot when you have all these teams bunched together. You would have liked to see Flaherty come back for a run at the playoffs. But it's looking like Flaherty might just come back to just make sure he's got some reps in him before the team prepares for offseason in 2022. Regardless, I'm excited for this Jack Flaherty comeback. I hope that he's off a of pitch count. I hope that he's just able to ready and run out there and go and not have to worry about, ooh, 45, 60, maybe 70 pitches. I would love for them just to let Jack go and let Jack Flaherty be Jack Flaherty. Let him pitch, let him roll, and they let him shut down this Pittsburgh Pirate lineup, which all things considered, is not a very strong lineup and one that I think he can and he has dominated in years past. Hopefully that this becomes official and Flaherty is announced as Game 3 starter in the coming days and that whole segment wasn't a waste, but we shall have to wait and see. Nevertheless, I, we, we do know Hap and Wainwright will be starting uh, unless we have some injuries. So my prediction for this series, I think that common sense might tell you the Cardinals lose 2 out of 3 since they Lost to the Braves, beat the Royals. Now they're going to lose to the, to the Pirates. However, I'm going to be optimistic. You can say it for little to no reason, but I'm going to be optimistic. I say the Cardinals find a way to take two out of three. And my bold prediction is that the Cardinals sweep this series against Pittsburgh Pirates. We'll have to wait and see. But I do think that my realistic prediction is that the Cardinals take two out of three against the Buccos this week at PNC Park. So that's going to do it for today's show. Now that you've listened to the show, go make some money by listening to Locked on Bets as they have everything you need to know on how to bet for baseball and how to win some money on all sports. That is presented by Bet Online. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. Be sure to hit the link trade to subscribe to the YouTube channel as well before the first YouTube episode drops this Friday. And until I talk to you guys tomorrow, hopefully after a Cardinal win, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic day.